The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Is it possible that the Amish, despite appearances that they reject modern technology, have actually mastered the art of interdimensional travel? And then we traveled to Chile to take a look at a frightening encounter when a family of four was traveling to a nearby town. They thought they were just going to do a little bit of shopping, maybe have a quick bite to eat. Instead, they came face to face with an invader who had diabolical intentions. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Chase Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day, too. Hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing. we got a lot of stuff to cover today, so first off, walking into Dead Rabbit Command is one of our newest Patreon supporters. Everyone get on your feet and give it up for Jet Engine XD. Woohoo, yeah, wee-hee, flying around. Whoa, look out. Wee! Jet Engine. I guess he's not flying around. I guess he's just the engine and not the jet. Jet Engine, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. It helps out so much. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. How did it take me a thousand episodes to figure that out? That is the perfect pitch. Also, if you join the Patreon, you get ad-free episodes as well as access to the Patreon Discord. So lots of fun there as well. But if you can't support the show, that's cool too. I don't ever want to make people feel bad because they can't support the show financially. Jet Engine XD, let's go ahead and I'm going to attach you to the Jason Jet. You're now part of this vessel. Everyone climb on board as Jet Engine powers us out of Dead Rabbit Command and flies us all the way out to Guantanamo Bay. We're making a quick stop off at Guantanamo Bay, America's favorite tourist destination, because this seems to be the main hangout of the website Real Raw News. Longtime listeners of Dead Rabbit Radio know we've covered a lot of stories about Real Raw News, but this one, this one's a little bit different because, listen, man, Real Raw News. I've talked a lot about them on this podcast. It's if you're not familiar with it, it's a website. That, you know the term fake news? (laughs) You know the term fake news has been going around a lot these days? This is literally fake news. They make these stories up. Stuff we've covered in the past. Hillary Clinton was uh, executed at Guantanamo Bay while she was going through adrenochrome withdrawals. Um, Mike Pence, uh, Vice President Mike Pence and his gay Asian lover were apparently involved in a firefight. You're like, whoa, 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 it's too much stuff. Wait, I'm still processing the Hillary Clinton thing. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence and his gay Asian lover got in a firefight with some federal agents and Mike Pence escaped on an ATV. Um, remember, remember when you saw that on CNN? I think most recently, Real Raw News told us about what was happening when a group of soldiers still under the command of President Trump 
this is a recent story. The story was just a couple months ago. You were like, oh, what? Is that story from a couple years ago? Nope. Uh, uh, still, President Trump sent some special forces into a cloning facility where they proceeded to blow up a bunch of Hillary Clinton and Anthony Fauci clones. But they took one Fauci clone prisoner so they could study him. What were some of the other great... They're all great. All the stories we've got off there were absolutely fantastic. Crazy, crazy stuff. Biden has a body double who used to be like six foot one, but that was too tall. So how does he appear as Joe Biden? Why he just didn't say he was cloned, I don't know. But apparently they hired an actor. I'll put all these episodes in the show notes. They hired this actor to pretend to be Joe Biden, but he was too tall. But luckily he suffered massive spinal damage. Something fell on his head that made him shrink by several inches, which would also, you know... Yeah, kill him or be incredibly painful for the rest of his life. But anyways, this is the type of news that Real Raw News puts out. They have hundreds of thousands of views within one or two days of one of the articles going up. They rake in maybe like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a month through donations. So we've talked about them a lot on this show, kind of poking fun at their stories and then kind of looking at a behind the scenes thing. He apparently got threatened with a lawsuit by Bill Gates. Bill Gates is like, PR team goes, you gotta stop saying, you gotta stop saying, uh, Bill Gates is a pedophile. You gotta stop saying that Bill Gates has a ranch full of kids and the troops went in and liberated all the kids. It's, it's interesting. It's, I, I mean, obviously I don't believe any of this stuff, but it is interesting to note that there is one banned episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. It's still up on most podcast providers only one place banned it and it was spotify i did an episode called is bill gates the antichrist or something like that and obviously like it was poking fun at these conspiracy theories about bill gates spotify took it down which i mean listen it's their platform they want to take it down they obviously didn't listen to the episode because it would have been me (laughs) would have been me laughing most of it but whatever the reason why I'm talking about Real Raw News today, the reason why we're at Guantanamo Bay, where so many of their stories in, apparently Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer was just executed earlier this month at Guantanamo Bay. The reason why we're here is that this one's a little bit more serious story. We're actually sending out well wishes to Michael Baxter, the guy who runs Real Raw News. He has revealed that last week he was hospitalized because... He was suffering what's known as a precursor to a stroke, a precursor to an acute stroke. He had something called transient ischemic attack. So he was basically, it was like a very short-lived stroke. He was losing control of the right side of his body. It went completely numb for just like two minutes. It happened twice by the second time. He called the uh, ambulance. So he went in the hospital. He's in the hospital. Um, I'm sure he's out by now because he posted this earlier in the week. He said he was in the hospital for a couple of days. So, you know, I just want to say, like, that's not cool, right? Like, I don't want, I don't, listen, the stuff that he puts out, I think, is actually pretty harmful when you're making stuff up and people believe it enough to send you hundreds of dollars a month. And if you read the comments, people really, really believe this stuff is going on. I don't think that's great for the nation. I definitely don't think that's great for the readers to to believe in this alternative view it's obviously made up it's obviously made up it's made up okay it is and he always says i just got these sources but that being said we've had a lot of fun 
reading Michael Baxter's stuff, making fun of it. I wish him the best. Like, even though I think what he's doing is not great, and I think that he is making money off of fooling people in the worst way, feeding on their worst fears, I don't want the dude to have a stroke. <laughs> I don't want the guy to be horribly injured. So he's talking about changing his life, and he's talking about quitting smoking and losing weight, and that's fantastic, Michael. That, that's actually not his real name, <laughs> but he, his real name was revealed at some point. I'll put all these episodes in the show notes, but we wish you the best, Michael, is what I'm saying. I really, as much as I think what you're doing is not good, I hope you don't die of a stroke or or if you don't live with a stroke. I hope you don't have a stroke. So hopefully this has been tackled in time. Hopefully Michael will get better. I would also like to say hopefully Michael will start reporting real news because the world's interesting enough without making things up. He's making things up and being like, sources say that Fauci's clone had a birthmark on his butt. I was like, why? Why are you making stuff up? Or he doesn't have a birthmark and the real Fauci has a birthmark. I don't remember. I try not to think of Dr. Fauci's butt at all. At all. But now that has been in my head. We wish you the best, Michael, is what I'm saying. I don't agree with your website. I think it's harmful. But that doesn't mean I wish any harm on you. So, Michael, that and that's a good thing, too, right? To just start to make those lifestyle changes now before they get really bad at and, and again, that's a good reminder to start looking at maybe our own health choices. And here's something that I, I want to recommend, too, and we'll get started on the episode, is that because I did this recently. It was maybe a couple months ago, and I think I might have mentioned on the podcast. Now they are recommending that men get tested for colon cancer at age 40. It used to be 45. It used to be older. It might have even been higher than that. But after Chadwick Boseman died. They've actually dropped the requirement. They actually dropped the recommended age to get tested. So if you have the ability to, like, it's super easy to do. They give you a little card at your doctor's office and you poop. You poop, that's required. And then you got to brush a little poop on the card. It's a postcard. It says, wish you were here. And an arrow pointing to the poop. It's super easy. You do it once a year. If you're 40 or over... Talk to your doctor about it because it can save your life. Like it, the this type of stuff you can treat easy if you catch it easy. And that's the same thing with Michael Baxter's stroke. Like he could have kept ignoring it and he could have had some serious, serious health problems. But instead, it looks like he's going to be able to make those changes. And you make those changes too. Talk to your doctor about getting tested. for. I did it. I'm totally fine. But talk to your doctor about all this stuff. It really can save you a world of trouble down the road. Jet Engine XT, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're leaving behind Guantanamo Bay. Drive us out of here, out of this clone-filled prison, and take us all the way out to Wisconsin. We're hanging out in Wisconsin. Specifically, we're headed to a place called Baraboo, Wisconsin, so you know it's going to be scary. It has the word boo in it. This story took place between the years 2006 and 2008. The person who's telling the story goes, I don't remember exactly what year it was. He actually had to contact his mother to get a little more information so he could specifically say where it was. Uh, Crazy Horse Campgrounds. So if you're a current resident of Baraboo, Wisconsin, you could probably visit this place. I would. I would totally go here. 
Uh, we're about to meet this dude. We're going to go ahead and call him Charlie. He didn't give his real name. Charlie goes, here's the thing. Back when I was a kid, I don't remember when this took place, 2006, 2008, somewhere around there. I was hanging out with my mama, and she goes, hey, Charlie, uh, let's go to our favorite campground, the one we go to all the time. And Charlie's like, woohoo, yeah, sounds awesome. So they get in the car. Mama drives them out to the campground. When they get there, they're the only ones there. Which Charlie realized, that's kind of unusual. Like, they had been to this campground a couple times. Usually there's other people there. But this time they pull up, they're the only ones there. And they're like, okay, that's cool. You know, we get pick of the litter. We get to pick the place that has the least litter in this public campground. So they set up their tent and then just start doing camping stuff. Walking around, picking up acorns, chasing squirrels up trees, stuff like that. But then it's nighttime. Time to go to bed. So mom goes, hey, Charlie, let's crawl into this. <laughs> let's crawl into the only tent in the area. This isn't spooky at all. Let's crawl into this tent. And he goes, we got into the tent and we quickly realized that we weren't alone. Our tent was infested with spiders. Now, I don't know how long it took for them to figure it out. I don't know if they walked in and saw a bunch of spiders. That would be ideal. The, the the worst case scenario is you get in your sleeping bag and as you're sliding into it, you hear a crunch, 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 and you actually feel all these little things mashing up against your skin as you're like sliding into it. Mom's like, what is that noise? Are you eating a Nestle Crunch Bar? And he's like, yes, I am. But that's not what's making the noise. The noise is coming from inside this sleeping back as he's continuing to roll around and he's like what's making that noise mommy it tickles me too crunch 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 and then he realizes that he slid into a thousand spiders and he was feeling the crunching of their little exoskeletons against his skin and he's like oh no no that didn't happen <laughs> the spiders don't really have anything to do with the story i just thought that was a creepy visual he has a horrible spider fetish now. He's like, oh, I can't date any woman who has less than eight legs. They just walk in. They see a bunch of spiders. That's the main point of the story. They walk in. Maybe they do slide around in their sleeping bags. I don't know. But anyways, there's too many spiders in their tent. So mom and Charlie go, let's just go sleep in the car. Let's go sleep in the car. As Charlie's like putting a couple spiders in his pocket for later. You'll be my girlfriends tonight, spiders. Stuffing them in his pocket. Crunch, crunch. Anyways, they go to the car, and Mom and Charlie are asleep in the car. Well, it's probably about 2, 3 in the morning when Charlie, he can't sleep. <laughs> he did just get sexually aroused by hundreds of spiders. He can't sleep. He's like, what does this mean for my life? Where do I go from here? Is there a spider equivalent of a furry? He's wrestling with all these questions. He can't sleep. Really, he can't sleep. Not because of that story I just made up. I've become the new Michael Baxter. He can't sleep because he's feeling super restless. He feels like something's not right. He feels like something is watching him from the woods. He's trying to sleep in this car, and he's kind of just looking out the window. He said it was the left rear window, what he's kind of looking out of, and he's kind of just looking into the forest, the dark forest surrounding the car. And he sees a portal 
appear. He's looking at this thing and he he goes, I, I must have fallen asleep. Even though I was restless, even though I was scared, I have to be dreaming. And he sees this portal appear. It's not huge, but you don't want to expect to see any sort of portal anywhere. He sees this portal appear and he goes, I begin to actually pinch myself. And then I slap myself across the face. And I realize I'm not dreaming. What I'm looking at is real. I'm watching this portal appear in the forest. And the portal keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually he said it's about seven to eight feet tall. And he said it had a bluish green color, which Charlie said, listen, I know that does sound like the portals from Rick and Morty. It's the same type of color, that bluish green, but he goes, that's the color that it was. It was a bluish green portal. It was seven and eight feet tall. So Charlie reaches over and he starts to jostle his sleeping mother. Mom. Mom, wake up. Wake up. And Charlie's mom wakes up And she turns to look at her son and she looks out the window and she sees the portal. She immediately tells Charlie, don't move. Be quiet. Charlie was probably waking his mom up hoping she would give him some assurance that this isn't real, this isn't going on, but She's terrified as well as what could possibly be happening. And right then, it steps out of the portal. And right then, they see a human step out of the portal. They see a man wearing Amish Mennonite clothing. Amish Mennonite clothing. Which, I mean... Basically speaking, that's just old-timey clothing, right? The big-brimmed hat and the suspenders and the black pants. I had to do research on this because obviously I know a little bit about Amish. I knew nothing about Mennonite. They're two different sects. They're two different sects. They're actually two different religious groups. So I was like, that's interesting. There's a difference between an Amish and a Mennonite. And they they actually wear clothes differently. And and it's funny because that was one of the details. I go, well, is this story just being made up? No. Well, it could be, but we'll, we'll take a look at that later. I mean, all these stories could be made up. In Wisconsin, there is a religious group called the Kaufman Amish Mennonites. So that would be the group that Charlie was probably comparing them to. You're like, Jason, wait a second, this dude just saw a guy step out of the portal. And you went off for three minutes about fashion choices. I just want to be very clear, because I'm sure there are people being like, no, 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 those are two different groups. In Wisconsin, there is a group called the Kaufman Amish Mennonites, or the Amish Mennonites. But really, yeah, let's get back to the core of the story here. Portal. And a dude in old-timey clothing steps out of it, and he's holding a lantern. And he's looking around the forest. And then the man turns towards the portal and seems to make some sort of motion with his hand. 
a signal that it's safe to exit the portal. A signal is what Charlie and his mother figured because after the man with the lantern was kind of waving his hand at the portal, more people stepped out of the portal. Charlie estimated between five or six more people dressed in the same clothing, this Amish Mennonite clothing, stepped out of the portal and each of them were holding lanterns as well. He said that these people kind of stood around in this group and talked to each other for a moment. And then the first man who came out, the first dude who walked out of the portal, stepped back into the portal. And it closed. The group of the other people who had stepped through the portal are still in the forest. They're still standing there holding their lanterns. They see the portal close and they just start to slowly walk off into the forest. Seemingly unperturbed that they're stranded or that this portal left them here. They just walk off into the forest holding their lanterns. And Charlie and his mom are just watching this whole thing. Completely silent. No commentary at all. And they watch the lanterns slowly disappear deeper and deeper into the forest until they can no longer see the light from those lanterns. And now they knew that they were gone. Now Charlie and his mother knew. It was time to get out of here. It was time. They did not want to draw any attention to themselves. They had no idea what was going on. But now it's time to go. Charlie's mom starts the car up. They take off. They leave behind Crazy Horse Campground. He says the entire way back home. We lived in Illinois. The entire way back home. They were dead silent. No one said a word. Now, Charlie, I looked up his his username is Hot Dog Supreme. I, I, I do this a lot. I look through people's posting history, if it's available. It appears that he does, like, he posts in a lot of, like, Psychonaut or drug-related subreddits. So he definitely seems like he's, if not a user or a full-on addict, he's an aficionado, maybe, of... Illegal substances, mind-altering substances. However, I will say that this story did happen when he was a kid. And he had posted this story and had some details. And then he posted it in May of 2023. He goes, um, I asked my mom about it. I go, Wait, what was the actual name of that campground? And she gave him more specifics. And he goes, listen, she remembered the story the exact same way I remembered it. None of the details had changed. She knew like where it was. But other than that, like we were talking about it, she's like, oh, that was insane. I remember that. So even though he nowadays talks a lot about drugs and possibly uses them, if the story took place a week ago, I would assume he was just tripping balls, right? But the fact that it took place as a kid, there's a secondary witness. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. This is such a bizarre story. I mean, longtime listener to Dead Rabbit Radio know I love portals. I'm a big fan of portal stories. I don't know why. I think they're really cool. 
I think it's always weird, especially when you can't see what's on the other side of them, when it is just kind of a because you have to really take a chance as an explorer. Do you step through that? Do you step through that portal? And these Amish Mennonite dudes, they had it down. They were stepping through the portal. And really what I started to think of is there's a couple different ways we could look at this. It could be aliens in disguise. You could have an alien from another world coming to our world. And if you're going to do that, you would do it in a way that no one would want to interact with you. People may look at you because you're wearing weird clothing. Sorry, all my Amish Mennonite listeners listening to this on your homemade iPhones. I came across a story a long time ago. I never covered it because there wasn't a lot to it. But basically it was that the aliens had come to Earth in like in the early 1900s, late 1800s. And the way that they learned a lot about human culture was they disguised themselves as circus freaks. They disguised themselves in a traveling circus sideshow. And they moved all around America. Now, while that story does sound super interesting, that was the most interesting part of it. The rest of it was just kind of lame. But I'll put it. I'll put that uh, article in the show notes if you want to take a look at that. That would make sense, right? Because while people would look at you and they'd be like, what? I can't stop looking at this four-armed freak. Charlie's like, did you say eight arms? And I'm like, no, sorry, buddy, four. And like, oh. At the same time, you don't want to interact with them. I mean, unless you need to have four jars opened at once. You don't really want to interact with them. And I think if someone is alien, we there's tons of stories like these too where people look over and they can tell there's something wrong with the person standing next to them or there's someone something wrong with the person on the bus or there's something wrong with the neighbor and it turns out that they're alien. I think you have a natural instinct when you're seeing something from another world to react in a weird way. You're like, huh. So it would make sense. You're going to have a natural aversion to them anyways. Why don't we become people who people will look at and go, hmm, that's weird. You'll have the natural inclination, but then you go, but I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to talk to them. Which would be a circus freak or <laughs> Amish Mennonite. They don't listen to this podcast. I can say whatever I want. I'm not comparing the Amish Mennonites to circus freaks. But you know what I mean? If you were at a gas station and three dudes walked in with big beards and brimmed hats, you'd be like, oh, man. Okay, but you're like, Jason, wait. Is this some weird... Are you secretly racist? Or not so secretly racist? Towards the Amish Mennonites? No, 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 I'm not saying that. This has gone sideways real quick. What I'm saying is... Okay, Let's say you walk into a gas station and there's three people standing in line. You have a beautiful woman. You have a dude with a backward baseball cap holding a skateboard. And then there's an Amish. And there's an Amish dude. There's an Amish dude. Who do you want to talk to in that situation? Who are you going to start a conversation with first? Is what I'm saying. If you had to start a conversation, would you start it with the skater dude? The beautiful lady... Or the Amish guy. <laughs> Jason. The Amish people are super fascinating. They can tell you stuff about their culture. Who cares if their beautiful women are a dime a dozen? A skater dude? A guy whose only defining trait is he owns a skateboard. Versus a man who spent his entire life living in a culture that eschews all modern technology. I want to talk to the Amish guy. Jason, are you insane? What I'm saying, I'm not racist towards Amish people at all. 
they you wouldn't want to talk to them. I'm gonna double down on that. If you saw a man walking through the forest dressed as an Amish guy, you would be like, I don't want to talk to that guy. You see a guy with a skateboard, he's skating through the forest. You're like, now that that guy's extreme. He knows how to live life. What I'm saying is that you would not want to interact with these people in any way, shape, or form. You wouldn't want it. Okay, maybe that's a little extreme, but but if I was an alien, if I wanted to disguise myself and I didn't want... If I want it, if I go, listen, there's no way I'm going to be invisible. We haven't mastered that technology yet. So I'm going to walk around and people are going to notice me, but I don't want to look like a normal person and people notice me because then they'll go, well, that's weird because that guy looks normal, but he doesn't have a skateboard. What What type of person is he? That guy looks normal. But I have this weird sense of aversion. I don't want to interact with him. I can't help but look at him, but I don't want to interact with him. That's weird. That would blow your cover. But if you were dressed like an Amish dude, <laughs> you're all go walk into a house party. You're like, what's up, guys? They're like, huh? What? That's weird. <laughs> now you're drawing more attention to yourself. I'm all shutting off their music. I break out a guitar. It's like, real music comes from acoustic instruments that are played right now and never again. They're like, what? Who invited you? I have no idea what I'm trying to say. I'm kind of looking over at my notes. Oh, this was my other theory. This is my other theory. I was only supposed to say in passing they might be aliens in disguise. I didn't know I was going to reveal a deep-seated... What's the term? What's less than racism? Discrim- I'm not that either. I'm not that. I'm prejudiced. That was the word I was looking for. I'm not prejudiced against Amish people either. Just because they don't listen to the show. I mean, maybe someone's playing it on a boombox near them as they're riding their horse and buggy. And they hear this episode. And I apologize. I'm not I, I'm not racist or discriminatory against the Amish people. I was only supposed to say in passing, my note simply has the line, aliens in disguise. And that became a five minute long thing. What I was thinking, what the story reminded me of was a long time ago we did an episode about is there a time machine hidden on Sentinel Island and that's the island where it's like an uncontacted tribe of people known as the Sentinel-nees. The Sentinel-nees? Sentinel-nees? Is there a time machine hidden there? Because there's some weird stuff going on on that island. One, no one's allowed on that island. People are killed on the spot. And then I, in that episode, I kind of pointed out a couple different things. One of the weird ones was they had that massive Christmas Day, Boxer Day tsunami a couple of years ago. And it was so big, it was wiping out entire coastlines. And anthropologists and the government was worried about Sentinel Island. They're like, wow, they must have just all been killed. It's not a huge population. That tsunami would have dwarfed the island. Who knows what's going to happen? And they ended up flying a helicopter over it after the tsunami. And nope, everyone was fine. Nobody died as far as they could tell, so the theory was, well, my theory was that they had access to a time machine, and they were warned about it. It's also possible that they've just learned to read the land, like the way all the animals were reacting. They're like, well, time to climb up these trees because there's a tsunami coming. But this idea that you could have a quote-unquote primitive culture have access to vast levels of technology. That's kind of what we'd be looking at here, possibly. That the Amish Mennonite people, while they pretend, while they pretend to, I'm just digging the grave again, while they may pretend to 
not like technology. They're like, what? God did not invent the escalator, so I'm walking up these stairs. <laughs> Technically, he didn't invent stairs either. They're like, yeah. There's a there's a certain level. I know I'm I know basically I'm kind of doing a broad overview of the Amish Mennonite community. I don't I I'm sure they allow some technology. Maybe like sunglasses, if you, you know, or a hat. Hats are technology. I think they have like a cutoff. I think they're like, if anything was invented past 1890, we don't use it. So let me hunt this squirrel with this musket rifle. No, they do. I don't actually know anything about them now that I think about it. I know. Like Jason, that was apparent to everybody 20 minutes ago. My point is, is that what if they go, yeah, no, we don't like technology that makes our lives easier. We believe that labor is love of the Lord. But hold on, hold that thought. And they walk away into their bedroom and you hear a whoop. I'm like, wait, what was that noise? And then you hear a whoop and the Amish dude walks out with like a fresh bottle of milk. And he's like, look, 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 he's drinking it. You're like, huh? What was that noise? <laughs> what was that noise? And he's like, hey, hold on. I got to go put this uh, milk back. And he walks back in. He walks back out of the bedroom. And now he has like an old timey Kit Kat bar. It's just chocolate. It's chocolate covered bark. And he's like, this is my favorite snack. This was invented in 1889. You're like, what is going on? And then finally you like sneak past him. And he has a portal in his room. Maybe they're time traveling. I don't know. Maybe they're just teleporting around America. Maybe they're from another dimension. Maybe they are aliens. Or maybe maybe there's a universe where the Amish Mennonites took over the planets. Because we know how shifty they are. We know they can't be trusted. (laughs) They infiltrated all of the halls of power and took over. We didn't realize it. We were like, why do both of these presidential candidates... Wear white-brimmed hats and suspenders. Hmm. Well, anyways, I'll vote for this guy. And they're like, we had you fooled. We were all Amish Mennonites. Now, build us a poor... <laughs> what the world is going on? What? And then in this alternate Amish Mennonite planet, they build. Their CERN reactor works. It doesn't just throw little atoms against each other and make no noise, no explosion like we were all promised. It's all stuff you can see in a microscope. Their CERN collider actually works, and it builds this giant portal, and they're like, now it's time to take over the multiverse, the multiverse of the Mennonites. They're traveling through different dimensions, slowly laying their plans. I mean, I guess in this case, they're going extra slowly. The only thing they did was walk around lanterns. They just walked through a forest. That's it. Who knows what this phenomenon was? World conquest? Aliens in disguise? Do Amish people secretly have technology that allows them to teleport to forests? They don't have great lantern technology. They're still using oil lamps. So what is it? We don't know. These Amish Mennonites may have technology far beyond that of its mortal brethren. And maybe by the time we figure out what it is, it'll be too late. One day you're going to wake up and you're walking through your house and you're like, what? I don't remember having a house. I used to live in an apartment complex. And you open the door and you realize it's like a solid wood door. And you're like, wow, this is pretty cool. (laughs) My apartment complex had a plastic door. (laughs) I got broke into all the time. You open the door and you realize you're living in a log cabin. You're like, what? 
and you just see endless log cabins. <laughs> no trees. All the trees have been cut down. But you see endless log cabins and your neighbors are acting like everything's fine. And they're like, howdy, neighbor. And you're like, huh, what? And you look down and you're wearing suspenders and pants. And you have a giant wide-brimmed hat. And then you're like, oh, time to hop in my car and go somewhere. And you're like, what? Huh, no. And there's just horses. There's like a horse sitting in your driveway. <laughs> That's where you park your horse. There's no food no food or water. You're like, I oh, probably should have had a trough for this thing. It's just a horse. He's like, all emaciated. He's like, take me to the store. I need some oats. And so you realize hmm, something's slightly wrong here, but I can't quite put my finger on it. We're not getting to the second story, guys. That's going to have to wait till tomorrow. So you hop on your horse and you're riding into town. And you're like, that's weird. I used to live by a major city. But now there's these skyscrapers made of log cabins. It's just a bunch of logs. You're like, wow, how do they get the logs away up there? It definitely seems like a fire hazard to live on the top of an 80-story log cabin building. And you realize, it took you this long to realize, it took you this long to realize, you've been Mandela-affected into... The Amish Mennonite universe. You are now in a world with zero technology. Well, a little bit of technology. Like reins on a horse and a saddle. And you have a belt. But like no more digital technology. No more streaming movies. No more cars racing up and down the street. You're like, Jason, this kind of sounds like paradise. Now that you think about it. Clean air going into your lungs with every breath. It's horrible. It's a horrifying new world. No longer do you have a little five-inch screen in your hand at all times that you swipe on to read the latest news. No, that's gone. Now you just stand back and watch seagulls fly over the landscape and then eat a little bit of fish. Nom, 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 nom. And then fly away and you're like, oh, that's so beautiful. Now you're in a world where when someone says something's gone viral, it's smallpox. Half the population is dead. You're like, oh, what a great world to live in. No more social media. No more technology to hold me back. I'm a nature man. I live in a world that loves me back. True nature as far as the eye can see. And as you sit on your mushroom, <laughs> that's all your furniture. <laughs> you just have giant mushroom furniture. Hope you're not allergic to mushrooms. You're sitting on a mushroom in your house. And you're like, no television, but I'm totally fine with that. I'm just going to look out this window. I'm going to look out this window all day long. <laughs> Do nothing. Watch my horse slowly starve to death in the driveway. It's okay. I'll get a new horse tomorrow. I'm just going to look out this window and watch the sunset and go, man, what a life. You realize, you know what? Maybe the Amish Mennonites aren't so bad. Maybe, maybe Jason's discrimination towards them should be classified as a hate crime. I'm being hunted in this new world. They haven't found me yet. But maybe you will help them in that hunt. Maybe you will be the one who plunges that mushroom dagger straight through my heart. You traitor. You know what? We Even though that went on far longer, that wasn't supposed to be the end of the episode, we ran out of time to do the alien invader story. This, this one basically became an alien invader story. So Jet Engine, we're going to have you back on tomorrow's episode because I want to make sure everyone flies that carpenter copter. We got to go ahead and wrap this guy up, though. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. 
Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.